Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, Matt Donald here. Just letting you know at the top of the show that I now have a Patreon. Yay! At patreon.com slash Matthew Donald. M-A-T-T-H-E-W-D-O-N-A-L-D. For just a couple bucks a month, you can get bonus content for both Paleo Bites and my other show, The Ritwit, where two twits talk about writing slash writing, you know, that kind of thing. For Paleo Bites every month, you'll get a bonus episode about dinosaurs and prehistoric creatures and popular culture. And this month, we are talking about Power Rangers, that classic 90s franchise that has enamored kids with dinosaur robots. We talk all about that. It's pretty great. Uh, link is in the description where you can sign up for the Patreon. It's in the description of the episode. So check it out, and thank you so much for your support, and have a lovely day. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast where the dead speak, but in a cool science-y way, not in the dumb Rise of Skywalker way. My name's Matt... <laughs> <laughs> My name's Matthew Donald, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by my friend all the way from New Zealand. Once again, it's Ben O'Regan. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thought you might like that one. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> laughing over that. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the movie, but I read a lot about it. I read that the first line in the opening crawl is, The dead speak! Do you know? not give your money to Disney. If you've got Plus, watch it on there, but do not go to a theater to see it if it's still playing and do not buy it on DVD. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, it's, it's whatever. Better than the last <laughs> movie, fun. but it is terrible. Okay, okay, here's your dinosaur-related mm. question, because like, mm. like I like to ask people dinosaur-related questions at the beginning. If you mm. could... If you could improve Disney Star Wars, but you only had a dinosaur as your tool to do it, how would you? What dinosaur would you use, and how? <laughs> I'd just drop the Indominus Rex in and say, "Eat them." <laughs> the, fair enough. <laughs> I know a lot of people didn't really like the whole hybrid thing in the Jurassic World franchise, but I love the Indominus Rex. Yeah, it's cool design. I like I like the design of the Indoraptor a little more just because it's a semi quadruped, which is very creepy. Oh, yeah. And, the Indoraptor is pretty cool. The only thing I don't like about the Indominus is its white colouring. It's just quite lazy, but I, then I guess it reinforces the whole it's, um, it's abused, malformed hybrid kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, oh, it's true. I like that too. I think it would have been mm. better if they went all out with it being uh, like an albino, giving it red eyes and two. Like that would have been cool. Mm. Didn't it have red eyes? I think it just had black eyes or bluish eyes. I don't know. Mm. I don't remember. 
Hold on, I'm going to Google this. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it's basically albino. I know that um, the sibling that she ate um, was similar in colour to the Indoraptor, so it would be one of the black coloured skins you can get for it in Jurassic World right. Evolution. Right, right, exactly. Okay, there, this toy here has it with red eyes, but hold on. Oh, yeah, it does have red eyes. Never mind, my mistake. Okay. <laughs> okay, well then, yeah, I guess they did a good job then. I like the fact that it has a little bit of, little bit of quills to it. Yeah, those proto-feather type things that the JP Free Raptors yeah. had. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like. Mm. I also like how this was a question about Disney Star Wars, but immediately mm. went into Jurassic World. That shows where our priorities lie, and that's good, I say. Mm. My bad, though, if that annoys our audience. <laughs> no, that's okay. They can... They. I don't know. I think everyone has different opinions, and... Mm. You know, a lot of people have made fun of both of these franchises, so I think mm. who, who we need a little... What's the word I'm looking for? What's the term I'm looking for? Like, we can just throw it a little bit more, I guess. <laughs> uh, but today, we're talking about not something from the Jurassic Park franchise yet. Probably mm. not ever going to be, but... Uh, <laughs> but who knows? Uh, we're talking about Dunkley Osteus. Mm. Uh, or Dunkle's Bone. Mm. A big placoderm fish. <laughs> Yeah, infamous bone oh, plate jaws or whatever that. But basically, if you've seen reconstructions of it, it's got massive teeth. Yes, yes, it does. Massive, like just not even that many teeth. Just like two plates that like act as teeth, like one giant pair of teeth. Like <laughs> mm. basically, think of what like beavers have, but in a carnivorous way and way oversized, right? And way sharper, I'd imagine. Don't oh, beavers naturally. have teeth? <laughs> oh yeah but if you look at the edges they're quite quite sharp and pointed they basically for anyone who's ever seen a beaver or a similar rodent's teeth like their incisors right. they might remind people of that just if you've never seen Dunkley Osseus images right I just recently did an episode I don't know if it's going to premiere before this one I don't think it will but I did an episode with my friend Lawrence on Castroides which is the giant beaver from the Ice Age <laughs> so <laughs> I'll have to watch that one. I don't think I got around to it yet. Well, it hasn't been released Listen yet. Listen would be the correct word. It hasn't, hasn't been released yet. Oh, my yet. bad. So it'll, it'll be released uh, eventually. I record these well in advance. Like <laughs> My bad. I didn't catch the wasn't released. No, no worries. I recorded it already, but it's not released yet. No, no, it's fine. Uh, but uh, so Dunkley Osteus, though. So yeah, Dunkle's Bone, like I said, it's a placoderm fish, which is a group of armored fish, mainly from the Devonian. Um, size mm. 16 to 20. No modern relatives. Yes, no modern relatives. Um, 16 to 20 feet slash 5 to 6.2 meters long and one ton. A little bit smaller than I remember hearing it being, but you know, as, as much as I'd like all About these animals. The size of a human, when you look at images of it. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. Black. I've got it up on um, Wikipedia just for an image of it, and I don't know if that's supposed to be a small child or a full-grown person, but it's big either way. Yeah, it is. I just, I guess I expected it to be, like, a big prehistoric monster because that's what I would like it to be, even if it's really not. Like, in, I guess we'll talk about later in uh, pop culture appearances where it's in the world, Dinotopia of the World Beneath, but in that, it's, like, similar size. And to sea monsters. Yeah. Uh, in sea monsters, but in the world beneath, it's like a similar size to the mosasaur that to the chronosaurus or the chronosaurus. Yeah. Oh, was it a mosasaur? No, it was the chronosaurus. You're right. It was a chronosaurus. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Lee Crab had two of them. He was using um to pull along his um submersible. Yeah, thing. it was about that size. So that's not true. I don't know if it was. I don't know. But Dinotopia's animals aren't always realistically sized. Some of them are oversized. Some of them are undersized. It's true. Uh, 
But he tends to, he tries his best to make them as accurate as possible, even though they talk. And oh yeah, I'm not criticizing him <laughs> for that. Dinotopia is one of the few utopias and fictional things that I'll let you get away with that alongside Jurassic Park, because Jurassic Park makes no pretense of trying to be right up to date. Right, exactly. But yeah, no, I agree that like Dinotopia is one of the only utopia fictions that I really really like. Well, most of its time it's boring, mm. but. Yeah, like, I'm not going to knock Star Trek and other series that are like it or to, you know, my personal opinion on right. that kind of science fiction. It's just, they don't interest me even when they've got conflicts, but Dinotopia does for some reason. Yeah, well, it's probably the dinosaurs. <laughs> but... well, it's not just that. I find it actually believable given the context of the island. Like, That's true. They can't eat the other dinosaurs because they're all sentient, which is a moral dilemma if they did. Right, exactly. And there's not really anything else mm. for them to farm, so they would make sense for them to become... Mm. Ve uh, vegetarians so mm. so but uh, exactly uh, anyways diets uh, for Dunkleosteus carnivore obviously uh, indeed <laughs> time light Devonian 382 to 358 million years ago uh, location uh, quite a few places North America Poland Belgium mm. and Morocco is where and probably other places it just hasn't been preserved yeah exactly those are where we found the fossils of it mm. uh, and I think it's not a stretch to say that if placoderms like it hadn't gone extinct even if its own line didn't leave descendants as tends to happen with organisms over a long period of time you know certain lines die out in obscure branches right. that were more primitive fill the void but I don't think sharks while they'd definitely still be around would be in the top predator roles in the oceans like they oh, are no, today oh no absolutely not well sharks have been they've they're like the runner-up that occasionally gets to be at the top, but then uh, there's always something that gets bigger, but then the bigger thing gets taken away, and then the runner-up is back. <laughs> it's like, you ever know those? Exactly, but even yeah. then, they've um, since the Devonian, they've always been pretty dominant predators in the ocean, despite being upstaged by, you know, Mosasaurs, and before that, Pleosaurs, Ichthyosaurs, and yep. Plesiosaurs, and, and, then... and the modern-day dolphins and whales for the most part, mm -hmm. but... Placoderms going extinct was what allowed them to seize the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Larger aquatic predator niches, at exactly. least from what I've read. Yeah, it's true. Because most of the ones in the placoderm era were quite small, like that weird one with the anvil type thing. Oh, yeah, the stethocanthus or something like that, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah that's weird. pretty neat. Yeah, that makes sense that that, that gave them the the push when that niche was gone that they could mm. be like oh now it's my turn <laughs> so mm. 
And it's also interesting that they reckon, I can't remember where I read this, I'd bring it up and cite it if I could recall. Yeah. But they think certain placoderms might have been live bearers. Yes, they bring this up Which is an interesting thing. Yeah, Because if they'd evolved into land dwellers before the... They could lug that big bony head of theirs out of the ocean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, um, then I think they would have skipped the um, amphibian phase for the most part. Like They probably still would have had a... (laughs) Well, well, straight to reptile, fur. sort of like um, oh, I guess they'd probably still you know have like water sensitive skin like early amphibians, but they wouldn't have the whole hurdle of you know having, having to evolve yeah. dry land eggs. Right, exactly. Mm. Uh, okay, so describe mm. 1956 pop culture appearances. As I said, as we both said, brief appearance in Dinotopia the World Beneath, chased by sea monsters with Nigel Marvin, always a classic, and Jurassic World, yeah. the game, like most things. <laughs> It's a mobile game. I, I'm back to playing it again. Oh, the mobile game by Ludia. Yeah, I haven't played that one. I thought you meant the, um, for a minute, the Telltale one. Oh, that that's Jurassic the Park dogs. the game. <laughs> that's yeah. confuse, confusing that they're both called the game and another thing in the franchise. You know, Jurassic World mm. the game is the mobile one that... Uh, mm. I, I And there was a Jurassic Park the game before that. It was that's Jurassic the same, Park but Builder. The Jurassic World editions. It was like Jurassic Park Builder was oh. that one. So... See, that confuses me with the Game Boy Advance game that I still play on occasion, Jurassic Park Free Park Builder, which is really That's basic. That's right. But... I remember that. I remember hearing about that. And then there's also Jurassic Park Operation Genesis and Jurassic World Evolution. <laughs> so... It's pretty hard to mix up Genesis with any of the others, though, because it's Genesis. That's true. Or JPOG. JPOG, yep, as opposed to Zui, which is the current one. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, so... Uh, Described by the curator of the Cleveland Museum of Natural History, David Dunkel, a man with a name that probably got him bullied all throughout middle school, Dunkleosteus was the biggest and meanest fish of the Devonian period. Maybe, unless there's another one that we don't know of. Uh, the Devonian period is my yeah. specialty. We'll never entirely know anyway because so many animals don't get fossilized. Like, there might have been a predator around bigger than T-Rex that was... At this, if Jack Horner's theory of it being a scavenger is actually true, and I don't Jack think Horner it is, and is full something of crap, I've realized. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm no, just going that like, if it was true, there had to have been something even bigger doing most of the kills. Yeah. Well, there wasn't. I mean, no, I shouldn't get on hmm. to Jack Horner. Too. He he knows more than I do. I just think he's full of. He likes to throw out controversial theories. I think. Yeah. I don't think he does it like necessarily genuinely believes that. I think he does it to be provocative uh, like to that keep, makes sense. keep science from becoming complacent but it's still annoying like yeah it's like i'm open to the theory that certain dinosaurs might have been others so like at different stages of growth like the draco rex digimon pachycephalosaurus right. but when you get to ones like taurosaurus and triceratops i'm sorry i don't buy it well actually i don't believe the uh pachy the, i would we, we've talked about this off air too but like pachycephalosaurus mm. draco rex and sticky mark those are all three uh dinosaurs that i have different episodes of slated for paleo bites so because hmm. i'm like i don't want to, sh- to believe you jack horner i refuse <laughs> yeah i mean i won't immediately rule it no, out no i'm not going to there either. is some I evidence just... in regards to not you know having juvenile station but as you pointed out to me in a chat that isn't on here yeah it's sort of seems to mirror the diversity of antelopes like you get a bunch of antelopes and gazelles which i guess are antelopes anyway in africa and other parts of the world. Yeah, and like a bunch of deer and other parts of the world. That are a lot similar, but have different horns and stuff. Yeah, like, just because they're the same family mm. and they live in the same time and place doesn't mean that they're all the same species. That's not how it works. Now, if it was like a big super predator, it makes sense there'd only be one. So, but, uh, because there's that niche. But yeah, so, there are at least 
10 different species of Dunkleosteus, with the largest being Dunkleosteus terrelli, and therefore that's the most interesting because size is all that matters, I say. <laughs> mm. This thing lived a long time, nearly 25 billion years, and it lived all throughout the world, shearing flesh with its bony armor jaws. Like, like you know. Speaking of um, species, I think one of them might be named after Dinotopia because there's what? Hold um, on, let me check species. this out. There's, <laughs> there's D. Belgicus, D. Denison, which is the one I was just mentioning. Whoa! I, I brought on a Dunkleosteus expert here. <laughs> then there's D. Magnificus, D. Mesoriensis. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing okay, the names. Oh, you're wait, you're reading the Wikipedia thing, aren't you? Yeah, I thought you were having. I, I thought you had all heart. that memorized. I was like, "Whoa!" Oh, only the Denison bit because it <laughs> sounds too coincidental to Dinotopia. Oh, right, because Arthur Denison. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that'd be cool. But well, I don't, I don't think, think it's that common of a name. So. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, it was named after. If you look at the hover your mouse over the little three there, it's named after Robert Denison. Uh, from in 1978, Placodermy Hand of Paleoichthology. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so, whatever that means. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, I'm just going to go on believing it was named after the character in Dinotopia. Sure, why not? <laughs> it just sounds so much better in my head. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, uh, like we like we mentioned, you mentioned earlier, like D Dunkleosteus might have been one of the first vertebrates to give birth to live young, as we have some evidence of internalized egg fertilization. So that's neat. And we're not entirely sure what the rest of its body might have looked like. When you see a lot of reconstructions of it, they've got the long, fleshy eel-like tail. Yeah. Or some of them have it more traditional, but not like a normal fish one. But yeah, it doesn't really have like we don't really know. It doesn't really have a two-pronged fin. I've never seen it depicted like that. It usually just has like a. A, a flesh of like a one fin tail sort of thing, yeah. Because mm. yeah, to the best of our knowledge, the only part of it that's actually preserved is the bone plates that it had for teeth, and then the ridiculous armor that it has on its head, which I can only assume was because of other Dunkleosteus and any other placoderm predators in the sim I, same role. I like to imagine they're like pachycephalosaurs just ramming into each other. No, I don't think that was it. But... <laughs> Yeah, I can't see them biting each other habitually because that would stuff their bone plates yeah. up. They might probably continue growing, unlike normal teeth. But it's true. As we know, most predators, when they fight over mating or territory, they don't normally seriously wound each other unless it's an all or nothing. Yeah, usually they just like try to, to droughts and other issues. They usually just try to intimidate each other. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I actually saw a Dunkleosteus head sort of thing. Well, like the head plate. Uh, about last trip to the uh, Denver's uh, Museum of Nature and Science here. It was pretty neat. It was just a little thing there. Mm. Uh, it's a lot smaller. If they ever come over to the States, I'll have to see that. Yeah, it's a, it's a good exhibit. Uh, it's a good. We've got a good dinosaur uh, thing here. It's called Prehistoric Journey. Mm. It's got a lot of cool stuff. It's got uh, the only Gargoyleosaurus on display in the world. <laughs> That's like a. That's an ankylosaur, if I recall. Yeah, it's a Jurassic it? ankylosaur, yeah. Um. And why do they give the cool names to animals that don't deserve them? That's a name that I'd expect to go to some kind of theropod. <laughs> Gargoyleosaurus. Well, it's like every time they would discover a new, like, Tyrannosaurus, they're like, what are we going to call this? Thanatosaurus or Deathbringer. <laughs> <laughs> you can see Gargolio. Oh, I can't even pronounce uh, it. That's close <laughs> Sorry, enough. Um, see, 
I'd expect that to be a name for what are you calling Abelus swords or like Carnotaurus and oh, stuff? Oh yeah, that's true. They do kind of look like gargoyles, mm. don't they? Yeah. Mm, some of them do at any rate, and the way they're depicted in Paleo up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but so Dunkleosteus, this was none of this was enough. Even though it was all around the world and lived so long, it wasn't enough for it to survive the mass extinction at the end of the Devonian period, which wiped out all placoderms and left a dent in the fish ecosystem for years to mm. come. But these things were mm. too scary, so I'm not too fussed. <laughs> Yeah. And it's highly unlikely any other placoderm survived as a ghost lineage until we find evidence, and of course we probably never will. They might have, but given the fact that the aquatic ecosystems afterwards are dominated by freshwater fish, um, of diff like, sharks, you know, yeah, um, like other kind of bony yeah, fish. Yeah, sharks and the two, the bony fish and fleshy fin, including our yeah. distant ancestors. Right. I need to refresh myself on the names because scientific names have never been a strong point no, of mine. No, no worries. Uh, what about the Eurypt yeah. Eurypterids, the sea scorpions? They stuck around for a bit longer yeah. too, so. Yeah, but it all seems to indicate that if even if they did hang on for a few more million years as a ghost lineage for how knows, oh, who knows how long. No, you can say hell knows how um, long. They <laughs> definitely... Um, no, I meant to say who knows what I pronounced wrong, but um, uh, okay. they definitely didn't form a dominant proportion of the um, ecosystem anymore. Ah, sad to hear. Uh, but that, uh, it's mm. probably okay. They were a bit scary. Uh, but yeah, that's Dunkleosteus. Uh, I guess now we get to rate it 1 mm. out of 65 million. Uh, I'm going to rate it. It's pretty cool. 50 million. I guess it loses points for for me and my end. For, I thought it would be bigger, but it's, it's still pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I'm going to rate it 65 million, Whoa, which perfect. is a cliche and predictable answer, solely because those teeth, I think, um, if like... I don't know how well we'd do in a modern ecosystem if we bought a back dress at Park Soul for a, yeah, some kind of time ocean. travel shenanigans. <laughs> but I could see it if it strikes first against a lot of modern predators in the ocean, especially the mammals, like yeah. the dolphins and whales. Oh, they, yeah. That thing will destroy them. I don't know oh, how absolutely. it would do against a megalodon, but megalodon no, definitely upset would probably try to eat it and not succeed. <laughs> it's just it couldn't get through. Maybe it could. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Now, I pity any giant squid that goes up against a Dunkleosteus or something like that ever happened. Boom, slice right through them. Oh, well, you know. Eh, well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the <laughs> show, you can contact us at MattD at MatthewDonnellCreator.com. And you can find me on social media at MatthewDonnellCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDon64 on Twitter, and MatthewDon64 on Instagram. You can contact me through this. You can contact uh, Ben or any of the co-hosts, and I can, I can relay all your questions. Uh... Uh, if you're hmm. interested in writing, I have another podcast called The Ritwit, where two twits talk about writing. Me and friend of the show, Matt David, who you, Ben, know as AEP, which is a, a long story. We won't get into it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nothing bad, so there's no point digging into it. Exactly. Uh, finally, I have a book series on Amazon called Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. It's uh, dinosaur sci-fi. You've been a big fan of it for a long time. Uh, hmm. So uh, mm. I really appreciate it. I was around for the early drafts and like, yep. what was it, 2003 or 2004? Yeah, 2004 was when I finished the first draft of that one. Mm. And then it's just stayed forever. Yeah. Uh, you're actually, uh, I think I told you this already, but you, you're uh, credited, uh, you're in the acknowledgments for the final one. So, yeah, I remember that and thank you for that. Of I actually wasn't expecting that. Of course, of course. Uh, all right, well, that's it for this week. And as we say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh, I guess just chomp. <laughs> like what? Jump. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Boom. laughs>
budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.